Netcasts you love. From people you trust. This is Twit. Bandwidth for Triangulation is brought to you by Cashfly at C-A-C-H-E-F-L-Y dot com. This is Triangulation with Tom Merritt and Leo Laporte. Episode 14, recorded May 11th, 2011. Dan Burton. Triangulation is brought to you by Squarespace.com, the fast and easy way to create a high-quality website or blog. For a free 14-day trial, go to squarespace.com slash triangulation and be sure to check out their annual plans for savings of up to 20% off. And by Netflix. Watch thousands of TV episodes and movies streamed to your PC, Mac, or TV instantly. Plus, get DVDs by mail in about one business day. For your free 30-day trial, go to netflix.com slash twit. Tom, Aaron and I have been being silly, singing songs, talking about silly things, but now we're uh, going to get a little more serious with one of the pioneers of uh, the computing industry. In fact, uh, I would say Dan Bricklin, uh, well, what's interesting about Dan, but we have had his partner, Bob Frankston, on. Yeah. Uh, Dan and Bob uh, created a, a VisiCalc, which was the original spreadsheet program, without which I wonder if Apple would have sold computers uh, to business at all. I had VisiCalc on a five and a quarter inch floppy. Yeah, you know, you can download it uh, from the internet. It's like 64K. Yeah, I know. I, I remember when it, it kind of hit Boing Boing and Slashdot a, a yeah. while back that that was, that was yeah. still available. Uh, so it, it was the first spreadsheet program. And um, these young guys created uh, VisiCalc and uh, um, have gone on to many and other big things. Uh, Dan, actually, we last time we talked to him, we talked to him. He was on Twit uh, talking about his book on technology, which is a really great history of uh, all of the amazing things that he's seen happen. I mean, this guy literally created the PC industry and has some amazing stories. There he is with Ev Evan Williams, <laughs> the Twitter guy. Uh, Dan is still active, still writing software. In fact, he has an iPad app. So we're going to get Dan Bricklin on to talk. I think we'll have some reminiscing. We'll talk about the future, too. Uh, Dan Bricklin on coming up on technology in just a moment. But before uh, we do that, I would love to mention uh, one of our great sponsors, the folks uh, at Squarespace.com. Do you have a Squarespace site? I have several. Actually, I have uh, Sword and Laser Squarespace. Forecastpodcast.com is Squarespace. Yep. Sword and Laser is Squarespace. Um, they're a blogging, well, I don't even want to say that. They're a website uh, company. They, yeah. they, they do the hosting, so it's web hosting plus software. And it's so tightly integrated you know, sometimes you get web hosting and they have a bunch of software you can install. No, no, this is these they go together hand in hand, because uh, uh, the software is running um, in 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 the Squarespace servers very intimately connected. Basically, Squarespace was created to host a Squarespace page, and what a great job it does! It's the secret behind exceptional websites. That's their tagline, and I think completely appropriate. If you don't have a website. Well, nobody listening to this show wouldn't have a website. But if you don't have a website, if your business doesn't have a website, if your kids don't have a website, you, you need one. And Squarespace makes it easy. In fact, if you want to make a website for your kids or your mom and dad or just a friend, of you know, Alex Lindsay does it for businesses. He goes, yes, he did it for a restaurant. He went to the restaurant. They didn't have a website. He said, well, look, he, while he's eating dinner, he sets up a Squarespace website. Very easy to do. Just go to squarespace.com slash triangulation. Click the green button. Enter in a name, a password, and an email address, and you've got the site. 
You got two weeks to play with it. Use all the great Squarespace uh, features, and then, you know, if they like it, they could just take it over. So it's it's kind of a fun way to create a site, and because they have such good templates and simple to use configuration utilities, you can literally build a site while you're eating dinner, and have it up and running. You can build a site with one hand. With one hand, you shovel the spaghetti with your left. You make the square space with your right. Go to squarespace.com/triangulation. Take the tour. Look at the examples. I think Sword and Laser's in here. Used to be in the um, in the gallery. Yeah. In the gallery, yeah. There's blog, business, design, and art, e-commerce, food and drink, health and wellness. Me it'd be in media and publishing, probably. Yeah, probably. Yeah, there's Bob Woodruff. There's uh, Inside Twit. In, that's ours. That's our blog. We use it, of course. Hey, you're on the front page of that. Look, oh, at, that. look. look at that. About TNT. Um, here's Brian Brushwood's site. Yep. Totally Rad Show, Revision 3. A lot of people we know on Squarespace. Clayton Morris. It is there's such a sword and laser. There's the sword, sword and laser. Now, one of the things I bet you never have a problem with this. Uh, Squarespace can handle any amount of traffic. So if you all of a sudden say, "Everybody, run to swordandlaser.com," yeah, they can't bring it down. Well, and that's one of the nice things. If we have a big popular author like Patrick Rothfuss or somebody, right. and we, we post it. We don't worry. Never. Oh, we better add some bandwidth. Keep an eye on. Now, it. I see you have the you have the. Uh, podcast on here is that hosted by them or is it hosted by somebody else well the the files themselves are hosted by archive.org we, oh, okay. we could host it well, through it's free them. To put them on archive yeah, that's exactly. fine and then um where did you get the flash player that's cool that's an archive.org flash player. so you can just embed that into a blog post yeah. look just at that, put that put makes that it as easy yeah. as pie to make a, a website there's the show notes uh and and the podcast is embedded right in there like isn't that cool i want you to try it free go to squarespace.com slash triangulation and set up your first site. You know, just do it for fun. Then if somebody says to you, hey, have you ever set up a website? You say, yes, I have. Well, yes, I have. Uh, yes, I have. I did one while you asked me that. <laughs> the secret behind exceptional websites. Let's get Dan Bricklin uh, on the Skype. Dan's got quite a setup. He's going to actually... Uh, the last time he was on, when he was on Twit, he wrote a blog post about how to be on Twit. That's fantastic. We refer people to it all the time. About, he went out and got microphones. He got the equipment. He takes, he's, I, I, maybe he's a perfectionist. He takes his stuff very seriously. And uh, we could learn something. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of putting me to shame, I'll be honest with you. Uh, but uh, once again, this time he said, well, I want to show my iPad app. So I'm going to need, let's see, what am I going to need? I'm going to need a second and camera. And he just builds it. I'm going to need a switcher. Yeah, he makes it happen. <laughs> let's get Dan uh, Bricklin on the line. Dan, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. All right, let's get that video started so we can see what let's you've been see. up to. Let's see, where's the video? Oh, you 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 made a mistake. You downloaded the new Skype. Yeah, that doesn't work with you. It works it fine. It's not test. it's not us. You got the new Microsoft Skype. It's, <laughs> no, 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 I'm it's, on a Mac. It's got the hairiest, stupidest UI ever, and uh, and people find it hard to start the video on it. To be honest with you. Okay, so tell me how to do it. Well, I think what I'm going to do is just I'm going to hang up and you call me because there's a button that says call with video. I will. And that seems to solve it sometimes for people. This is the worst. It's unbelievable. And if I were Skype and somebody had offered me $8.5 billion, I would have taken it Heck right yeah. away. I don't blame them. Because they were just going down. And we're going to get rid of this thing as soon as we can uh, replace it with video. But in the meanwhile, everybody has Skype, so it works pretty well. The old Skype works great. I did tell him to call us back, didn't I? You did. There he is. <laughs> oh, there he is. Answer with video. Now, if all goes well, this is a weird yeah. workaround. 
Uh, but it works. It's the don't hey. call us, we'll call you feature. There's Dan Bricklin, everybody. Hey, Dan, it's good to see you. Good to see you, too. Thanks for joining us once again. Hey, Dan, nice to meet you. Same here. That's Tom Merritt sitting over there. Yeah, I see him on uh, on the TV all the time. On the t He's on the TV, Martha. Yeah. <laughs> so, Dan, when you, uh, just, when you see a UI like this Skype UI that's just in kind of impossible to understand, you go way back as a designer. Um, you did prototyping tools so people could test and, and see the UI. Are you surprised that here we are, you know, 25, 35 years into the personal computer revolution and people are still making boneheaded mistakes like Skype 5? Well, I mean, the thing is they should be testing it and they should know what percentage of people will find it working or not working. I mean, when you're that big a company. You'd think. You'd think. I mean, it's hard enough as a little company like mine to be able to do that. Um, you know, I get people emailing me every day if there's a problem. And, well, and maybe well, that's the thing. They did reach you know, out and say, look, can you send us your logs? Uh, yeah. You know what they ended up doing? They ended up putting 2.8 on their website saying, we're sorry we made such a terrible version of Skype. If you would like to go back and use mm -hmm. the old one. I mean, what an admission. That must just be painful. Yeah. Um, in any event, I, I just thought it, it's kind of, here we are, you know. Yeah, but it's been working. I mean, it, it was able to do the thing where I could switch from one Let me see that. So you're going to show us... You're going to show yeah, us so we'll the second see. camera solution here. Theoretically, I should be able to uh, call up Skype pre preferences and say switch to the other camera. All right. Let's see. see. Oh, yeah. This is very theoretical. Oh, kind of worked. It? Yeah. Oh. You saw it for a second. Yeah. Oh, now it's good. Okay, there it is. Is that it? It's, it's yeah. coming back. Oh, I hit the wrong yeah. button. Yeah. There we go. Yeah, if you hit okay. Set, oh, check that out. That's cool. Yeah. And now, how are you getting such a good shot? Oh, oh, I get well, it. You're just, well, sh you're just shooting the camera with it. I get it. Yeah, well, what I do is I have a, uh, a little mini, mini DV camera, and it's up there. Let's see. How do I point here? It's right up uh, on a, like, a <laughs> tripod or something. I'll show pictures later. Hey, um, <laughs> I and, try and to I brush my hair in the camera, and it's, I always get it wrong because it's, oh, yeah, it's yeah. not like it's supposed to be. It's not, it's Actually, not. Shit, I have a monitor on it, too. Oh, uh, wow. I have a little monitor that's over that's there. Cool. And up there is the camera. And I have, let's see, HDMI coming down this way into the monitor. Ah. And FireWire coming down into, into the MacBook. And um, in Skype, you just say switch the cameras. Right. And uh, that's it. It seems to work. So I can show you stuff. I can show you, you know, um, any toys I have and stuff like that. Very cool. I'm glad you did that. You wrote such a great blog post when you were on Twit. About all the stuff you did, I thought, well, he's got a he's got a perfect setup. He doesn't need to do anything more. And you started all over. Yeah. Well, this time, because <laughs> I, I need two cameras, and I looks like I'm going to have to use the eye, you know, the eyesight, the built-in right. one in the the MacBook, uh, to be able to have another one like this. Right. So uh, then I had to set the lights up differently, and <laughs> I don't know. And if I'm moving back and forth, I can't put a microphone in front of me. Right. So I got to get a headset. Get a headset. That right. That's right. What's, which headset did you end up getting? I, I got in uh, Audio-Technica. Oh, those are it's, really good. It sounds great. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. Uh, but the thing is that it's analog, and the MacBook Pro doesn't have an easy analog in. No. So I went off, and I've, oh, I've needed a, a battery-powered um, uh, preamp, so I got this little sound device, this oh, thing. Cool. I don't know if you can see it. Oh, wow. Look so, at this. that cool? Yeah, but it's got uh, you know. That's actually input. a great device. It's very expensive, but we really like that device. Yeah, yeah. well, it's uh, it's not as expensive as their mixer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you 
I mean, it's like half the price of the mixer, and it gives you these nice, clean um, preamps it's, and stuff. It's one of the best preamps uh, out there. It's funny that you should have picked that. That's what uh, Alex Lindsay's been uh, recommending. Yeah. When we were at the NAB show, yeah. we went over to the booth there, but uh, I, I, I gasped when I saw how much it cost. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, you know. <laughs> it's like, okay. So, Dan, it's kind of neat because uh, how many years have been you've been doing this? You, you, VisiCalc was, what, 77? 79. 79. That's when VisiCalc came out, but I had already been doing things for a while at that point. But you haven't lost your enthusiasm for it. Oh, no. I mean, I love programming. That's why I went back to do it. Yeah. I, mean, I had been, you know, sort of running companies and being a, uh, um, a CTO and stuff like that and said, ah, forget it. I want to go back and program more. Yeah. And I've shipped a few things in the last few years. That's pretty cool. Now, Software Garden, was Isn't... that was the demo stuff, right, originally? Yes, it is. And Should I switch back to the other camera? Yeah, what'd you guys like to see? We'll, we'll, I'll show, and I, we'll show some more of that. Yeah, we'll go back to it. Yeah, yeah, we'll get to that. my app later. We'll get to that. We'll do, we'll do Dan first, then we'll do Note Taker. Yeah. Now, do you see me now? Yes, we do. Oh, good. Looking good. Okay. Looking sharp. <laughs> so, um, of course, Skype doesn't show me. <laughs> oh, Skype's not showing you, just us. No, it's, uh, no it shows, shows me and what you're sending back, but not in... It has a real problem. It doesn't show back. your inset. I see. Yeah, the inset yeah, yeah. shows a picture of me or something. <laughs> it, you know, software without lots of bugs is really, really tough. Yeah. You know, um, and testing with, what do they say, 160 million, how many millions of users they have? Oh, hundreds yeah. of millions. Of hundreds of millions of users. Yeah. And testing that is like really tough. So the fact that it works so well in so many cases is amazing. Yeah, it's, it is kind of. That's yeah. good. That's I mean, a good. Thank you for putting it into perspective. Because as users, sometimes we don't have the sim the, the sympathetic. We get impatient right. point of view. Even though it's free. Work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Even though it's completely free. Oh, it's what even are, worse when it's free. Yeah. What are we bitching about? We're getting this great thing. I mean, it is pretty amazing what it does, and it's absolutely free. And frankly, I wouldn't have a network for the last six years if it were for Skype. Right. So bad, Leo. No, I won't badmouth them anymore. So was VisiCalc, uh, now you wrote VisiCalc in, was it 6502 Assembler when you wrote it? Uh, Bob wrote it, yeah. I wrote a little bit of it. I wrote the transcendental functions and stuff. It was in a macro assembler. Macro that, assembler, uh, okay. Macro assembler. So there basically were, I think, three go-tos in the whole thing. Wow. Uh, it, was, it was all done with a macro assembler that had macros for, uh, for if, then, else wow. and stuff that Bob used. It's one reason it's so small. Uh, yeah, well, we didn't have much space. It had to run in 32K, <laughs> including the screen buffer, and the OS. Wow. So that was really tough. I mean, but I prototyped it in BASIC. Oh, really? And, and Floating Point BASIC. Uh, it was uh, prototyped in that. And um, Bob then worked off of that and off of my spec because um, we had a working prototype and we had um, the reference card that told you what it did and a little bit of a manual that I started writing, uh, an early manual that didn't end up being the real manual. And, um, you know, and Bob built it to, it, it fit. I helped him with, uh, some of the design of some of the internal data structures and he took care of the, uh, the way that the whole thing worked and what the loop was, the main loop and loop and stuff like that. And you still offer on your website, the, uh, executable. Yes. 27 K. Yep. That's still right. runs on the IBM PC. <laughs> um, and that's, but that's because it's not copy protected. That was one we happened to have in in house that somebody saved and gave to me years later and said, "Here's an uncopy protected version," and um, that version is the one. Oh, that that's we're able interesting. To use. Yeah, 
I mean, if it had, if it was only the copy protected version, you wouldn't be able to use it unless you had an old IBM PC, right. like I do back in the in the warehouse. Really? Do you ever fire it up? Uh, when you know the right uh, TV crews out comes out, and needs <laughs> you type on the green screen. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, uh, well, that's kind of interesting. I never thought about that, but that's one another issue with copy protection is it's only gonna it's not gonna have a a, a very long lifespan. Only as long as the protection it reduces the, that ability yeah, to, to preserve. Go, uh, go read the write up that I have on my website called "Copy Protection Robs the Future." Thank it's an you. old essay that I wrote Very about good. that. Really good. This, now, by the way, website is great. Highly recommended. And the book is still available from Wiley and & Sons and, and um, uh, is a kind yeah. of nonstop read. I mean, it's just fantastic. I think it's going out of print, so no. please buy the copies. Um, Do you have an electronic? It, is there an electronic version? No. Oh, that's a sore point between us. They said, well, let's see. Because all of your readers really were Kindle people, we didn't come out with the Kindle version first because we weren't doing Kindle versions. <sighs> now we won't, since it didn't sell so well this year because it's the second year, we won't switch it to the Kindle even if you're willing to do it for free and you'll do all the conversion. And we already done the convert, whatever. They wouldn't put it on the Kindle for me. So I don't know, we're kind of stuck. And you don't have the rights to do it on your own, I guess. Uh, well, we'll talk about that. Yeah, See, okay. I, have, I have a lot of rights, but I've been too busy iPad programming Gotcha. Uh, to do stuff like that. Sure, sure. So, and I think there's still copies out there, a few copies you can get your hands on. And Oh, um, yeah. You can't have a mine, lot of though. the original material is still there. You can't have mine. On the website. I have yeah. two copies, but you can't have mine. <laughs> Copy me. You can borrow items. it. You can borrow it. You, but can, I get want it back. Used, you can get used copies, <laughs> but Wait, you can't get signed? Kindle copies. No. This one's not signed. No. I want, no. So, when next time you're out here, I want mm. you to sign it. Yeah. You're, in, you're still back east? You're still in Boston area? Or? Yep, in the Garden City of Newton, Massachusetts. Newton. So about yeah, about three blocks from Bob Frankston. Oh, that's hysterical. Yeah, it's. I feel bad because of all the people in the world, it seems like you'd be the least likely to want to look backward. And yet, I'm sure we every time we talk, I have to make you look backwards. <laughs> I'm sorry. I apologize about that. It's okay. Better than not wanting to. I, you know, and at least you have something you can say. Hey, I mean, there's something worth looking at. Yeah. It's not you know not your many years in prison or something. Right. <laughs> it's something to celebrate. Uh, but you have been kept very active. Um, I, I, I realize now uh, it says on the site it was created in Trellix. I forgot about Trellix. Mm -hmm. Another yeah. kind of a prototy prototyping software. Uh, it, was, uh, it was used for creating uh, hypertext documents that then became a website authoring tool um, and then became a cloud-based one that was used by Tripod. May still be used. I don't know. Really? Uh, oh, uh, wow. Yeah, it was used by Verizon. May still be. Huh. I don't know who. We... Um, uh, let's see, we got bought out by Interland, which got bought out by web.com, giving a few pennies back to our investors. And um, I left then after a year and went off and started programming again and did uh, open source product called um, List Garden and WikiCalc. WikiCalc is very interesting. That's Yeah, well, yeah. that's in Perl and that's server side. So that, then I went and worked with the people at Social Text and did a product called SocialCalc, which is a JavaScript-based version wow. of the spreadsheet. It's a full spreadsheet, um, and it's open source. And it's actually it's available as part of SocialText's um, you know, enterprise social software system. I've actually used this. It's really sweet. Yeah, and they, oh, they have such really cool stuff. Now with their Signals thing, which is basically Twitter behind the firewall right. uh, with threads and all that. But... They funded the development of this um, this JavaScript version, which is open source enough that it's on the one laptop per child. 
Oh, that's neat. That's probably they where took I, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they took it, put it on the uh, XO, and it's being used all over the world by hundreds of thousands of people or more, I guess. And um, they added graphic to it, and they added multi-user simultaneous to it, and all sorts of stuff, and translated it to all sorts of languages. So, so are, but are you, that's that was JavaScript, heavy-duty JavaScript. So I did a lot of that. Are you completely uh, language agnostic, or? Yeah, whatever's, whatever's appropriate. Whatever works. I love JavaScript. Do you? I mean, oh, I'm, yeah, I'm so happy that it's like such a dominant language now. People and complain about uh, the fact that it, you know, it runs differently on every platform. It's got bugs. It's, but you don't, do you use jQuery? Do you use libraries? Nope, or? nope. I wrote it all from scratch. Uh, I wanted to learn how all this stuff was. I wanted to learn the differences between the browsers. It supports IE6 in all sorts of ways. <laughs> I don't, is, that I mean, a, is that good? <laughs> uh, it was it was tough, but uh, the early sparring is even tougher. I'll tell you. Yeah. Uh, but you know now uh, you know handling WebKit and uh, yeah, uh, and a lot easier. Going. That's pretty good. I'm sure it's gotten so, much simpler. Uh, yeah, I guess. But uh, they're always funny when you're really pushing it hard, like it is. I mean, it's an incredible product. But uh, but then I decided, you know. I should look at some other stuff and wanted to go into mobile. I first looked at doing it for Palm because that was JavaScript based. Right. But they didn't have enough of the APIs that I needed. So I looked to do uh, iPhone development and uh, picked up a book and read it and said, oh, this doesn't look too hard. I used to program in C. <laughs> and, uh, you know, a few months later, I came out with an app on the iPad, on the iPhone. It's, a, uh, it's Objective C, yeah. Objective C, yeah. yeah. Using Xcode. Yeah. And um, so came out with an app, and it did okay for a while. And uh, then the iPad came out, and uh, the iPhone version didn't feel very good. UI was really lousy on the big iPad. So I rewrote it, uh, remodified it, and all to work on the iPad. And it's been going great guns ever since. Which like I, one of the top apps. That's neat. Note taker HD. And in, in, in fact, this is how we got uh, Dan on the show. We were talking about Notepad apps on iPad today, and Dan said. Hey, you, you left out my I got one. You left out my app. So uh, I downloaded it immediately, and it is. It's very sweet. It's yeah, very thanks. cool. You've got ink, so people can uh, draw notes as well as type them. You've got tagging. Mm -hmm. um, you can have customized backgrounds. You, you can uh, write on top of PDFs. It's uh, used a lot by students, by lawyers, by contractors. Um, it's used all of, a lot of the students are medical students for some reason. They seem huh. to like it. And it stores, they probably, they probably stores like locally, everything. Yep. Yeah. Now, what about uh, getting data off the iPad? Uh, so a lot of people complain about that. Um, yeah. You, you don't well, support Dropbox or anything like that? Or do well, you? it. I produce PDF output. Ah, and the PDF output can be open in something in. Right. So you can open in Dropbox. And oh, cool. hopefully in next version, you'll be able to go more directly to Dropbox, both directions. That seems to be the uh, kind of yeah. dominant way to do that these days. Yeah. Are you interested at all in the in the Chrome Web Apps uh, system that, that that's being developed now, and then and, and the stuff they're doing with Chrome Web OS? Well, I'm interested in lots of stuff, but well, sure, I'll tell you, sure. To keep my my users happy, um, and it's a very competitive market. I'm just programming away on this one app, mm -hmm. um, so I really don't have time to spend on a lot of the other things. I'll buy them. I mean, I have a I have a what's this? A, a Zoom right here. Oh know? yeah. Oh, yeah. And maybe we'll get something up on that one of these days. And, uh, you know, I, I use all sorts of stuff and look at it. But just about all of my time is going to iPad development. 
Do you feel, I mean, I understand why you would do that because you know, once you get going on, on something, you want to stick with it. But do you feel like now you're locked in to the Apple universe? Because that's one thing I hear a lot of developers complain about is that they, they have to develop for Apple because that's where all the users are, but then they can't really easily take those applications and port them elsewhere. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's a challenge. Uh, and, I, and I wrote a blog post recently or a, an essay that's at the top of my website uh, about that challenge. There's this major challenge about all the different places, which is why writing in JavaScript has its, its advantages. Um, for my case, you know, for me, it's not as much of a problem because this is making enough money that it's okay to stay on this one. And um, I'm really interested in UIs and where things are going. And the iPad is leading edge enough uh, that just using some of the others keeps me up to date enough to be able to answer questions and stuff like that and consult or whatever I need to do. Plus, it's fun to have a product that, you know, lots and lots of people are using every day. Um, it's a little problematic that they send you emails with uh, support stuff every <laughs> single day, too, which, which, which is why, going back to your original question about uh, usability and stuff, I yeah. find out really quickly. Yes. Um, and if you have real problems, you're going to get a lot of emails, and that slows you down, which gives you impetus to fix it real fast. If the CEO of Skype or something was getting all those emails, filling up their BlackBerry, oh, that would, oh, yeah. they'd fix it much faster. Oh, yes. yeah. Of course, they've got $8.5 billion. They probably don't care anymore. You wrote actually an article uh, last year about uh, the iPad saying that with the iPad, you're the magician. The, the programmer is a magician, not the, uh, not the consumer. That's, that's what I view it as, is that being a magician is being able to control something. That's what's amazing. When you see a magician, they, can, they have this control. They can wave a magic wand and something happens. If you remember, you know, Dorothy trying to use the, uh, um, the, the crystal ball, you know, which right. the Wicked Witch uses and all. Well, that's all magic. And now we can do that. We have the control of things using our fingers. Um, and it, it feels very much like a lot of magic stuff in terms of the control we have. And I think, you know, even though you, they say you're consuming, but you're, you're controlling the consumption, that's the browsing. Yeah. The whole thing is that when you're, um, when you sit there, with this very social device. I mean, an iPad as opposed to an iPhone is a very social device because I can put it between us and you can see what I'm doing and the magic we share because you could grab it too. And let's say we're looking at a, um, a map, you know, and I can zoom in and zoom out where I want to look. Uh, the websites, I can do that. I can turn the pages exactly the way that I want. That's That to me is that control the fact that the iPad gives you more room to have more controls and to make it more obvious what they do is one of the beauties of the iPad, why it's not just a big iPod Touch. It's very intimate, isn't it? And, you know, it's interesting because I remember when the um, the Apple mouse uh, first came out, they, some people mm -hmm. call it, sometimes said it was direct drive. There was this sense that it was directly connected to the pointer yeah, uh, on the screen. Yeah. 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 Just, <laughs> and, yeah. And, and I think that... Um, and in some ways, that's been the evolution of user interfaces, hasn't it? It, it? You know, from kind of distancing you from the process in the computer to getting you more and more intimate with it to the point where you're actually, you are the magician. I like, I think that's yeah, very well, apt. Uh, you know, I was really, really turned on by uh, Connect. You know, when it first was announced yeah. as, as the Microsoft. Microsoft. I wrote up about yeah. that, yeah. And I actually talked to Microsoft about it. Um, but shall we say, 
they didn't listen to me about things. And a year later, they're backtracking and doing what I told them to do. But luckily for me, I didn't work on that. And I went What did they do the wrong? <laughs> they didn't open it up right away uh -huh. the way they are now. I have an... Uh, say, hey, look, if you program on Windows or you can plug it into a Linux box using a special little box here, and here's a, an open um, API that you can work through. Yeah. Everything on the other side is ours, but this is open, and here, let's start working on uh, some libraries for it. Uh, think of all the cool things you could do with it. Well, think if they did that a year before. Yeah, and, and well, they, they, they started with uh, saying, we're going to enforce our terms of service. Don't you touch yeah. it. Then they realized that was stupid and backtracked and said, right. well, you, I guess you can do whatever you want with what comes out of it. And now uh, they're doing what you suggested, which is yeah. let's help you do. Let's, stuff. And people are coming up with these great ideas for it. So this whole thing of being able to interact with a computer, computer by moving uh, is a big area. I mean, the Surface, you know, Microsoft Surface. Uh, was an area with that. Um, it's what we saw on CNN with uh, the old uh, perceptive pixel stuff. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, we've been using, I brought to show you. Uh, okay. So this. What is that? Now, look at this. Now, look, it's pretty thin, right? Yeah, well. Yeah, look at that. You know, it's not bad. <laughs> is that a this, go? Is that a slate? What is that? Uh, this, yeah, it's an NCR. This is an NCR 31, uh, 3125. It's wow. from about 1991. This is a full, uh, this is a machine that would run either Pen Windows, I think, or uh, Go's operating system. It has Go's in it. If I plugged it in, it still works. Uh, but it worked with a pen because you can still use a Wacom pen on it. It still works. But, um, so we've been working on these things for years, but we didn't have the graphics processing. What's, right. You know, and we didn't have the touch the same way. But now, thanks to all the gaming, thank God for gaming, just like, you know, CD-ROMs got there for a lot of that stuff. We have these incredibly powerful display processors. And Apple took that display processor and integrated it really well into the whole OS so that it's, you take advantage of it for everything. And that's where you get this nice fluid feel for doing things. And um, by taking the, that graphics processor and the, the faster everything else we have, and now we have much more powerful a much less power-hungry, but much more powerful CPUs, we can do the things we've dreamt about. I mean, you know, if you look at what Alan Kay talked about years ago with the, um, with the Dynabook and all, this is, we've been thinking and wanting to do this for years, but we finally have the soft, the hardware has gotten to the point where we can do it. What's the next big thing we can't do yet that we're about to overcome? I mean, we, we, we're starting to get all kinds of multi-threading processors and multi-core processors. What, what barrier is about to fall, do you think? Well, a lot of them have been physical. I mean, that's the thing. Getting it really light so you can carry it around. Um, connectivity. A lot of the stuff that Bob Frankston talked about, about connectivity. So wherever you are, you can just have it without having to pay here and pay there and stuff like that. Um, you know, we're seeing it with video. We're now starting to use this multiple machines together and adding it together, perhaps in real time, to get stuff. Um, and it's incredibly powerful what we're being able to do. I mean, the, the fact that what you can, you can take a, an iPhone or something and take a few pictures and then you can get a physical model because you can get a 3D image by just using a lot of processing power. I mean... That's pretty impressive. That's the photo, Microsoft Photosynth. Yeah. yeah that's yeah, pretty I, amazing. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. But now they're actually, 
I think they're actually working on stuff that they actually make a physical thing. It actually produces a, you know, one of those devices that, yeah, I read about that. Wow. So do, you can hook it up to a 3D printer they, and then, wow. Yeah. Some, yeah. Who's doing that? Autodesk or whomever. Do you have but, worries about uh, about cloud storage and this movement to because part, when you talk about having everything everywhere, part of the uh -huh. key to that is is having your data available in a remote place that you can access. Let me tell you about my morning. I got uh, I have these wonderful uh -oh. videos that I put up of stuff like I have a video of um, the Go the a whole hour demo of Go that I got permission to put up uh, from 1991 and I put it up on uh, Google Video. I have a lot of Whoops. these hour-long videos. <laughs> yeah, and I got this email from them a few Whoops. weeks ago saying it's going away. You have to download it. Luckily, they're letting me put it onto YouTube. Um, so I'm so I, this morning I'm downloading all these things, and thank to make sure I have backup of it because I, you know, I don't know if that much video if I had the storage for it in the old days, but now I have these little terabyte drives all over the place. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, I give them his wedding presents. Uh, <laughs> but what I'll do is I'll go to a wedding and I'll do videotape. <laughs> yeah, I, I will let's say I'm videotaping a wedding for somebody as a present. And, uh, you know, the next morning I hand them uh, well, half a terabyte or a terabyte drive that has all the raw files on it for them. Let them edit it. Uh, yeah, let them do the hard work. <laughs> yeah, well, if I give them seven hours of video, I'm not going to say that. <laughs> so you, so you're, you're, you're saying uh, be a little skeptical of that cloud storage because you never know when they're going to take it away? Well, you want both. You know, uh, cloud is wonderful. I mean, mm -hmm. I've been in the business, you know, and um, in many ways, I'm still with, associated with social text that has that stuff. It's great having it there and as backup, but sometimes you want to have your own copy because uh, they can... You know, they have their own business models, and they can change. If you can't, I can't depend on Google now to still have that there. I have some old videos that were on my website that Real used to have, uh, and they, they stopped carrying them. So now right. these, and I don't have enough storage for the stuff. So um, some wonderful videos I had from the late 90s are gone because some cloud isn't having it anymore. So the cloud is okay short term. Long term, I don't know. Uh, but it's the same thing we have with our own hard disks. Every time I get a new hard disk with a new machine, I take everything I used to have from that old, huge 300 gigabyte and put it into my, you know, put it in the corner of the new drive and then take that and I'll put it in the corner of a new drive. And I've been doing that for years. So uh, you just always make copies. I mean, that's how archivists often keep things going. You make copies. It's really hard to keep the original. Look how hard it is for us to keep the Constitution. You yeah. know that. But copies of the Constitution all over the place. You know, that's it's much easier to move ahead copies. Go back to my copy protection, Rob's the future arc. Right, right. It's actually uh, librarians are going to have work for years. This this whole issue yes. of archiving data is uh, is actually fascinating. There, it's a whole new. I mean, being an, a librarian is a whole new thing. It I mean, is. It's an information business. Yeah, it's, a, it's really information science. Yeah. It's I mean, for years they've been the ones who would do the. Um, the searches for you. They had to be really good at LexisNexis, but now they have yeah. to be good at other things. <laughs> We've disintermediated that part anyway, yeah. Yeah, but that's why copy protection and all this other stuff is a real problem. Well, anything and, that's an impediment to the free flow of information, right? Yeah. And to storing of it. I mean, to archiving it and being able to keep it, because what happens is people who have a financial interest decide on their own what they think is worthwhile keeping for financial reasons. They don't know what, you know, that Pachelbel's canon will be interesting for right. you know, 50 years or 100 years later. Right. You know, I mean. And that's the orphan works issue also. There's a, there's all these uh, 
works that are still in copyright. Yeah. And uh, it's not it's, it's not kind just of working in the other direction. Yeah. It's yeah, not just about copying either. It's it's about being able to read it. Yes. You can you can copy data over and over and over, but if you don't have the ability to decode <laughs> if you're it, copying zip disks, right. you're out of luck. Yeah, what do you do? So I, <laughs> I keep all my old computers with all the old software ah. on them. So I, and I've been able to resurrect things. Uh, for an expert witness job that I did, uh, you know, I had to go look at uh, VP Planner, which turns out to be one of the real important products uh, when in intellectual property world. Uh, even though Lotus said that it was a um, it was a clone of theirs that actually had some innovative things that were very useful for uh, breaking some patents. But um, you know, I was able to run old software like that. Um, needed you know an old copy of. Uh, uh, trying to remember, uh, whatever various pieces of stuff I could yeah. get from my from my warehouse and plug them into an old compact or something. Lug, lug around the old compact. <laughs> well, I wanted to ask you about intellectual property because you never got a patent on Visicalc. Is that right? No, no, I couldn't. That was before the days of patents. Yeah. Pre software so, patents by just the amount of time we were allowed to, you know, told you couldn't patent anymore. So, or else we would have patented. Do you think? Patent. Do you think that bringing in patents to software has helped more than it's harmed what i mean where where should we go with this uh you should read what i wrote about it it's best that i don't say much more i, I have some stuff that i've written about my feelings on it uh, i hold some patents mm -hmm. um, and i've recommended to companies to go for patents uh i ha i was the first in the first case where a jury invalidated a patent in eastern texas which is the special place for doing that i was the expert who invalidated the patent helped mm -hmm. invalidate the patent. So I've been on both sides of this. I've worked for some really big companies and some small companies with that. And um, it's, you know, the Supreme Court still has, hasn't has really decided how patentable software is. They've already said that. Um, so we'll see. It's been a problem. Microsoft seems to be wavering back and forth what they think. They're usually involved in like a dozen major suits at any given time. Yeah, I don't think the issue is to me, it's never been patented. The patents are the issues. It's just the arbitrary nature of the patent award process. There, uh, there are issues all over, and I wrote something about that too. I'm, you can I'm looking at it. I'm looking <laughs> at it right here on your on your blog. Yeah, uh, there's. I wrote a whole thing. Yeah, about patents, and um, so yeah, there's. Uh, it's a very complex um, area, and uh, we could do. You know, we could do. Do hours talking yeah, about that. Whole, but I'd much rather talk about my app and stuff. Oh, let's talk it's, about it, your app. Yeah, let's talk about my app. <laughs> you know. That's that's first what, of all, why uh, why an app? What was it that uh, that prompted you to say, I'm gonna, it started as an iPhone app. I'm going to do an iPhone app. Uh, was there yeah. something, I mean, you're used to constrained environments. I mean, the original uh, Apple II computer wasn't exactly, as you say, 32 uh, megs of RAM. Yeah, <laughs> right. I mean, I'll tell you, you ain't constrained on this little iPhone. You know? <laughs> no, this and is a supercomputer. Right, yes. Um, what, what it was is that, you know, I had been in the ink world, you know, where um, uh, back in the 90s I did, I was involved in, at uh, Slate Corporation, we did a product called um, uh, a Daytime Repent Scheduler which lets you write and uh, take notes um, in a, a daytimer. It was worked with Daytimers Corporation. Uh, I, we did a, a, a pen-based uh, spreadsheet where you could actually write ink into cells. So if you, rather than just um, recognizing it, which you could, you could put, you know, one, two, three, four, you know, five, six, seven, eight, but you could also just write some ink and it would stay there unrecognized because why spend the time to right. recognize it? 
Um, so I was, I'd done a lot of work with that. And I realized, you know, when somebody says, here, let me give you your phone number. And I pulled out my, my phone, you know, typing it in, you know, backspace, backspace, it's a real mess. On an iPhone, it's a real mess, you know, because, you know, you, you, you're off by a little bit. And you, for phone numbers, you can't be wrong. Right. You know, there's no, amb you know, you don't get like, a, almost looks like a two. <laughs> almost looks close. like a two is one or a three, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I said, well, why don't I write a little app just for, for ink for quickly taking notes? And um, I've always been involved with Zooming and stuff. I had a product called Overall that involved Zooming in and out. And these are both areas I've had patents in, uh, but uh, in the old days. And um, so I built an app called NoteTaker for taking notes on the, uh, on the iPhone. Uh, there's a free download called NoteTaker Lite, but make sure you watch the videos and follow the tutorial carefully. And it's, it's cool. People can say, here's my phone number, and I can write it real, real fast. And I have all sorts of notes on it. And, uh, so you don't uh, have to recognize it uh, is the no, point. No, it doesn't, it doesn't recognize it. You keep it. it as ink. You keep it as ink. You end up with, uh, you know, these, uh, I don't know if you can see them. There are a lot of little uh, notes. Little notes. And if you tap on any one of them, uh, here's, uh, you know, the filter, the information for the, the filter I had to buy for my, uh, the heating system downstairs. But how, do you, how, do you, how do you do the taxonomy? I mean, you're, you're, you're writing a number. How do we know well, you, that you that's, write real, that's a number? <laughs> you, you write know? the number real big, yeah. and it shrinks it down and puts it real ah, small. Ah, so I can, I can see it. Yeah, now that's that's no taker on the iPad on the iPhone. No, iPhone. you're doing on the iPhone. iPad. On the yeah. iPad, I separated it out. Instead of writing on top, and it takes what you write and shrinks it down, you write on the bottom. I can try to give a demo. Yeah, and that's no taker HD, right? That's no taker HD. Yeah, that, that's what I have here too. So I'm playing with it at the same time as, as you're yeah. doing it. Yeah. So let's switch this. This let's is very see. cool, actually. This is a. Uh, I can insert. So it's a, what's nice is it's a metaphor that we're used to. I think it's interesting that you you worked at Slate. And so some of these problems you've already solved. Yeah. Many, many well, moons. Thinking ago. that way. Yeah. Okay. So let's see. Uh, can you see it? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So over here you have on this side, um, there are little thumbnails. And you can have them, you know, in different ways. You can have them, you know, a lot of them or a few of them. And when you tap on one, you get to see over here what it looks like. With oh, the page. look at that. And you can zoom in on it. This is actually... Uh, one that one of my users did, and you can, you know, it has a couple pages. Well, it looks like it was written on notebook paper and scanned in. Yeah. Yes, it looks like that, but you could do it yourself. Oh, that's great. So uh, let's let's actually let's do one here. So I'll make a blank page. So here we're looking at it, and I can use a stylus. Okay. So if we do, so we're writing big like that. Yeah. Okay? I can zoom in. Yeah. Let's see this week <laughs> and then we have to zoom in this is a pain in the neck right to, to have to go in and out like that you know you can go quickly in and out with these I have some buttons for that but um, so this is called edit one because there's one window if you push the edit two button now you have two windows one at the bottom one at the top and there's this little detail oh, area okay. and whatever is in the blue little blue shows up oh look at that so I can say, Leo. Oh, that's and. cool. So notice I'm writing down here real big. Let's advance it. But Leo it's tiny there, yeah. Tiny, so you can write, you can write, you can write with your finger. You know, on whatever. 
Now, this back and forth is pushing advance is a pain in the, the neck. So what I did was you have auto advance. Now with auto advance, let's push return. Auto advance. Notice this thing goes gray. Now when I, as soon as I start writing on that, it automatically moves uh -huh. over. Moves as you write. So you don't even have to tap on anything. You don't have to wait for anything. It just automatically does it. Now, you know, this is, this is, remind, this is, what, first thing I'm thinking is this is what Microsoft OneNote should have been. Yeah. It's, you know, I have to watch out for some of the patents and OneNote, <laughs> whatever. But now, you this know, it's just awesome. Now, now, look at some of the issues you have. Now, I'm not really into cursive, but now I had to be able to know, oops, that right. one should have done that. It shouldn't have. Let's try that again. Let's try this testing because I took that. It, it has to be able to detect things like crossing eyes, mm, yeah, yeah, crossing, yeah. Uh, donning eyes. Um, you know, it, it knows some of that stuff. It has a lot of things in it. You can uh, go to. Well, as I play with it, that's one of the things I notice immediately. This is actually a very deep program. You have arrows. You, have, you could put photos in there. Yeah, you can um, do, you have, you have undo and redo and, you know, you can do all the stuff that you'd, you would expect. You've got all sorts of shapes. You can sketch out yeah. some pictures. Oh, now, that's, the shapes is a lot of fun. Let me show you this. Uh, create another sheet. Now we have two sheets in this, you know, one after another. So they yeah. go together. Uh, let's make that bigger and uh, let's go shapes. Um, I have a list of lots and lots of shapes. I have a little, these are actually very smart. I don't know if you've seen how, how smart these are. Let's put in like um, uh, this arrow, uh, this one here. Okay, drag this in. So here you have a nice little arrow, right? Mm -hmm. And I can type some text in it. Text uh, here. Okay, but it's, and you can move it around. You can make it bigger, smaller, but there are a lot of uh, attributes. I can rotate it. Okay, I can turn it. The text goes I, with it. It goes with it. Yes, yeah, that's cool. And I can set it that it works now only on 45 degrees. This is all soft. This is all I had a designer, my, my nephew, who wrote in this little specification language I put together that, that basically dis describes these things. And it goes, the code goes along with it. Oh, so that's interesting. So you wrote an interpreter mm -hmm. into this. That's, into this that does this. Now it's it's for its own stuff. I mean, which Apple lets you do, you know, but uh, No, but I think that's, that, that's, that's a very interesting thing that I think a really good des software designers like you do is, is kind of the abstraction level. Yeah. Uh, you take the extra time to, to abstract it into, a, into a, its own kind of pseudocode, which makes well, it so I much easier than to develop more well, because stuff. Because I want I wanted to be able to do, look at this. This is a, uh, let's see, fill color. Now, for the geeky types, you know, you can, uh, I can make the <laughs> fill color. Not only you can adjust the opacity here, but if you want to, you can actually get to the hex, you know, and sort of hide that in there. <laughs> I love it. Um, this is why, this, now, it's an interesting challenge because you've got a program that on the surface looks very simple. Yeah. It's a notepad. Yes. It's very yes. deep. And discovery very is a challenge. To teach your mm -hmm. users is a challenge. It has help, tells you as local help, and it has long. It has full help, which takes an awful long time to have to write all that stuff. I bet uh, things You've like made videos too. You've got a lot of videos. Under. 
Yeah, like here it says text entered here will go under percent. So the the system that the the designer worked in had to be able to let him set the uh, the the prompt text and stuff like that. All that the design for all that stuff is such a pain. But you know, here we go. Let's go to the camera. Here we go. That's there's my setup. See up there. You know, it's uh, let's take a picture. How much co how much code can you reuse in a project like this, or do you have to start from scratch with everything? Well, I mean, re what do you mean reuse? I mean, well, I, I mean, is there, is there code that you wrote for demo, for instance, that you can no. kind of no, no, this is this is all all you know code for it. Now, whether I can use some of this code, you know, for an Android version or not, we'll see. I mean, some of this is in straight C. I mean, there's a reason why this is so fast. Yeah, this is uh, you know, I you look know, at I've that. So you took a picture and you embedded it. Yes. Yeah. And now, for different speed purposes, you can say whether you want to embed it. You want to downsample it before you embed it and stuff. But you know, you can also uh, you know put a line around it. Uh, I can put caption. You know, I owe cap you an apology. If I had known how deep this was, I would have absolutely made yeah, this thanks. a pick on iPad today. I uh, well, and th that's the thing. It's about discovery, right? It's and, about discovery. Yeah, it's. I mean, there's we want. I mean, there's so much in this thing, um, and I'm I'm working on it to add more now. I mean, that's all I'm doing is programming, programming. I mean putting the new stuff in it. Um, well, the brilliance of it is is it looks very simple, and it gets right. me right away. It's a notepad yeah. paper, and I can write on it like I'd write on notepad paper. But then the more you're showing me, the more I'm, I'm like, oh, but I can also add graphs if I want. I can also take a picture right. if I want. It goes very deep. If you want to, you can keep drilling down if you want. So, for example, if you want, you know, the file name for output, okay? Well, we've got all these optional fields, just like in Word, you know? You can put the file name in. The file name can be based on the page name or date, based on the date, whatever you want. I mean, it's the user gets to decide that stuff. Uh, push a button here, and it'll go to the printer over there. You know how we have this nice wireless printer on the nice. Um, if it's not too low on ink, um, <laughs> which so, it I mean, is always. They always are. <laughs> yeah, it's always low. <laughs> so here, I mean, this is. Uh, let's see. This oh, here's Ben's uh, Ben's notes. This is uh, some other notes somebody did for, for math. You can see why this won't work with, with just plain text. Right. Um, but there are times when you want, you know, to do flow charting or stuff right. like that. So this is, it, it is a very deep app. I mean, that's why it has to have a help that's like, here's the content. Well, it's deceptively you know. deep. Yeah. But I wonder, I mean, the iPad, do you think iPad users um, are willing to put that much energy into an app? Yeah, well... You know, if you're using it like note, people taking notes every day, you know, you're using this thing five hours a day. Students people, will love thousands, this. Students. Yeah, they'll love lawyers this. Use, lawyers use it in yeah. court. Well, okay, let's, here's, here's what You've people do. You've got calendars let's, in here. You've got, I mean, it's really kind of well, cool. So here I'll take, here's a W-4 form, right? Uh, let's see. This is on the IRS right. website. It's a PDF, okay. yeah. Okay, open in note taker. Uh, create a page. Okay, so now I have that. Let's go edit it. You know, and right. you, sold you know, me. I can <laughs> five bucks, now, folks. <laughs> now, why are people why are people doing this? Because contractors need it. Right. Because they need signatures. Forms. You know? Yeah. You know, and then you would just email it right out as a PDF. Whenever somebody sends me contracts and stuff, I import it into here. Oh, I've, Careful not to show you the ones that I signed. Yeah, right. And you know, and uh, you know, those type of things. It is for a lot of people. It's better than paper. Oh, I. The funniest things are when I get an email late, late at night from somebody saying, um, 
it stopped letting me ink. I can't write anymore. And uh, let me, I can go back to, we don't have to see this anymore. We can go back to me. Um, you know, it, it's not letting me write anymore. And uh, what happened? I said, well, the only reason it would stop writing is if you wrote more than 100,000 points, because that's sort of the limit, which I figured is a lot. And uh, that couldn't play. Check this number. There's a, in the settings, I actually let you get to the raw data and stuff. So you can find out that number for that, just this purpose. And sure enough, somebody had it. Because uh, they said, I have to have this by tomorrow morning. I said, I bet you have a final tomorrow morning and you're allowed one piece of paper. And everything. And sure enough, I had a few people who've had this happen. It's all on one piece of paper. Paper, but it turns out we figured out the way around it. You output it as a PDF, bring the PDF in, and then add more on top right. of it. Yay! And they were, <laughs> but you should see what they, well, you saw, I think that's what that, that one that I showed yeah, you was. That looked Probably. like it had 100,000 points in it. Yeah. yeah that right. one's actually up on the uh, notakerhd.com website. You can actually look at that, that PDF if you want. So, uh, so th this is, you know, now how do I know which features to do in what order? It's all, you know, people are telling me all the time. If, you know, if 10 people ever, you know, to ask for something, maybe, you know, probably are a lot of people who want it. If somebody every day is asking for it, you know, uh, you know that maybe this might help sales, uh, maybe make people happy. Even so if you, it's li hard. you listen to the audience, in other words? Really? You really Shocking. do. I well, uh, you get feedback. Yeah. Uh, your sales, you know, with the iPad and iPhone, you get the sales every morning. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, and, and it's. Uh, I mean, compared to other software uh, projects you've worked on, it's it's it, it's lucrative enough to make it worthwhile. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He yeah. says. <laughs> um, Even with you, Apple's thirty percent cut, at least you don't have to host the file. This thing. Yeah, you yep. bought that. Yeah, I bought that. Um, <laughs> and uh, it's it can be. But it can go away like that. I right. mean, the um, well, there's it, it, therein lies your incentive to do what you're doing, which is continually work on it, continually improve it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you really do. Dan is on uh, Twitter at, at Dan B, which is yeah. an excellent Twitter handle. Yeah. I, well, it's luckily got that one. Yeah, you got it soon enough, and uh, you yeah. should follow him. He's also online, DanBrickland.com. And what I love about you, and, and you know, I find this true of a number of people who were pioneers in the industry, people like Steve Wozniak, is the, the enthusiasm that you still have for this just shines through. And it's inspiring. Um, you know, and but I, I can stuff. Say again? I mean, thank God I can still do it. I yeah. Mean, thank God I, I mean, you know, if you like programming, you know, you get the high from it, right. you know, when it works. Um, Look, you like my app, and I coded it. You yeah, know? it's pretty cool. <laughs> All of it myself, except for the shapes that Mike did. You know, did, and did, how, how old are you, Dan? Uh, I'm going to be sixty this summer. Do you feel? Do you feel like it get? You can be too old to program, or does it? Apparently not in your case. Well, you can't when you can't do a lot of other things. I mean, eventually certain things go, but who knows? Is that at sixty, seventy, eighty, or ninety? Yeah. You know it. Do you find it more difficult to uh, hold a bunch of... I mean, one of the things that I find hard with programming is you have to hold a lot of loose ends in your head. Focus yeah, is no, very... I'm, I'm still able to do that somehow or other. Uh, you have to do an awful lot. And I'm, you know, it's... You have bigger monitors now. That is a help. <laughs> uh, I, I can show you. I have under eaves over there. I have some old card decks that I used to... You know, where you got uh, two runs a week if you're uh -huh. lucky. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's true. We can iterate much faster. You like Xcode? <laughs> 
Um, yeah, I mean, it, uh, it does what I need. And, um, you know, it's... What was your favorite programming environment that you ever used? Favorite? I don't know. MSM? <laughs> I worked with, I mean, just all sorts of things were fun. Yeah. You know, it's just... Yeah. You don't have uh, a, you don't have one you look back and say, boy, that was like Turbo Pascal. Uh, oh, go, I oh. love I love JavaScript as a language. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, the objects in it are so simple and so powerful. Right. And uh, you can do such cool things if you know if you you can go play with uh, with the, the social calc. I think I may have a link to one that you can play with or something there. But um, you like DOM. Yeah, and and being able to modify it. And do all the things you can do in JavaScript. It's so fast. Yeah. And on the one laptop per child, which is the slow little machine. It's amazing. You can, yeah, you could, you could have a thousand rows or something like that. I mean, I made sure it was fast enough that a farmer who was using the kid's machine to do their work or That's the awesome. school that was keeping a list of all the kids would be That's able awesome. to use it fast enough. That's great. What do you use? Uh, uh, what uh, what environment for uh, developing in JavaScript do you have? One that you use? Uh, I used uh, a real a free uh, text editor and just write in text. You write in text. Yes, that's all I did. Yeah, yeah. Not somebody's, Notepad, but somebody's saying, those. ask him about Node.js. We already asked. He uses his own, all his own libraries. I, own, but uh, for a lot of other people, maybe you should use one of the others. My, I <laughs> yeah, the this is I Dan Ricklin we're talking about. No, 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 I. If something wasn't there, I couldn't wait for them to have it. Right. You know, I needed to get done whatever I wanted to do. If I wanted this type of control, I needed to build it because the UI is back to your thing about you want the UI to be a certain way. So at least I can go build it. I can test it out. I can do that stuff. But it's amazing what you can do today with uh, J. Well, there was another issue. <laughs> uh, in those early days, the machines weren't very fast, but I had to be able to run on the slow machines in IE6. And I did a lot of timing loops to see how fast things were. And just adding jQuery slowed things down enough that right. it made a difference hmm. because it added some things to some of the operations that mattered. So at that point, I didn't have the, the, you know, the extra um, headroom to be able to use those systems. Nowadays, you can, and for a lot of things, you're not, you're not recalculating 10,000 cells, scrolling a 1,000 or you know, 5,000 row spreadsheet up and down when I scroll, I delete rows wow. and insert them from the bottom wow. so that I can do, you know, the, the, the whole thing with, um, uh, there, there's so many things you need to be able to do with panes and multiple panes and stuff like that. That worked better than loading the whole thing in, which is what, I, what Google had done. Google couldn't handle more than like 100 rows in their spreadsheet at the time. Yeah. And I could handle 1,000 or 5,000 on the same machine. See, working in a constrained environment all those years ago, Yes. It's a good discipline, and we're back into constrained environments again. I guess you always, always, it always happens. It's always constrained. <laughs> yep. There's always something, because you're always you going to want to fit it in further. something you couldn't yep. fit it in before. Yep. Um, getting the ink to be able to be fast to zoom like that with a PDF in the background yep. that zooms smoothly and doesn't have, you know, checkerboard patterns around it while you're zooming so that you can follow Tufty's thing of saying you're always, you know, you have your context. That's a lot of work. Yeah. Uh, you're pushing, always pushing things to the limit. So, Dan, such a pleasure talking to you. I, I want to get you back again and again because, uh, you know, we never get to talk about all of the things. There's so many things you've done and so many things you're interested in. Great photography, too. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, all, thanks. All Did you see, see the pictures I took last night with from my nerd? new lens? From Nerd? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Really yeah. fun. Really fun. Yeah. It's at danbricklin.com, people. You can go there, look at his pictures. 
Listen to his podcast. Yes, he does podcasts, videos. Don't forget the book, Brooklyn on mm -hmm. Technology. And let's say it again, the app, which is now uh, front page on my iPad, is Note Taker HD. I'm going to get it for the iPhone, too. Is there yeah. a way to share notes from the iPhone and the iPad together? Not, not yet. I haven't touched the old one in ages. Uh, you'll be disappointed if you All right. think you're going to get it on the iPhone. I'm going to stick uh, with the iPad. Stick with the iPad. Well, the other one's useful, and there's a free version. There's a light version right. mm -hmm. for just quickly writing down a phone number. But it is different. I just This is so powerful. This is everything you would want. And I just kill, kick myself for not plugging it. But we'll give it a plug uh, on iPad Thanks. today next week. Dan, Thanks thank you lot. for joining us. I really appreciate it. Great talking to you, Dan. Isn't he fun? Oh, yeah. Thank you, Dan. See you later. Take care. Nice to meet you. Nice to see you. Good to bye meet bye. you, Dan. Dan Bricklin, uh, the man who created the first killer app. And what I love is 31 years later, he's still creating killer apps 32 yeah. years later. I... I, I didn't mention this when it was. I wish I'd mentioned this when we were talking to him, but uh, I didn't want to interrupt him because it was so interesting. I've been wait. I've been sitting with my iPad at times, thinking, "I wish I just had something where I could right. Just write." Yeah, that was good. That's it. That's it. And then, but you still get also the structured text. You still get the you get all, all kinds the features of that stuff. you would want. Yeah, yeah. That's the thing that I didn't get right away. I thought, "Oh, this is a it's ink." Yeah, this and is uh, and that's why you know, <sighs> dumb. Hey, before we go, uh, and we're going to have some news about shows coming up in just a bit, but I want to mention our friends at Netflix who sponsor this show. If you like the shows that you see here on the Twit Network, sp support the sponsors, would you? Because they're the ones who make it possible. It is not inexpensive to do this, but uh, these guys, I've been trying to get Netflix on this darn network for years. They finally, we got them. Now that everybody's already a Netflix subscriber. I, you know, so here's the deal. Tell your friends. Get your get net get your mom on Netflix. Get your cousin Joey. Get him on Netflix. He just got his first computer. Say hey Joey. Netflix.com slash twit. We know you like Barton Fink. <laughs> you love You can watch he's it a streaming. Barton. You know what? This is a movie it's to a watch movie. streaming because the first time I saw it, it made no freaking sense at all. But John Goodman in anything and John Turturro in anything. Oh yeah, they're both brilliant. It's weird. But see, if you've got it on streaming, and Tony Shalhoub's in it, Tony Shalhoub. If you get it on streaming, there's no. It's like the barrier to entry is low, so you can watch this and not say, "Oh, well, there's there's six fifty down the tubes." No, and you can skip back. You're like, "Wait a minute, wait a minute." You need to believe me. I want, I want to take a look at. But I love this party. movie, and that's the thing. That's the funny thing that happens with movies. Sometimes you get a big, you become, um, you you see a movie like um, a perfect example, The Big Lebowski. You see it, and you. It's kind of, oh, that was interesting. And you leave the theater. But then you go, I, you know, I'd like to see that again. And then the next time you watch it, you go, wow, there's something going on there. And the fourth, by the fifth time you watch The Big Lebowski or Barton Fink, you're going, this is brilliant. That's where Netflix is so cool. Of course, the DVD by mail and the less than a business day. And I have the five DVD subscription. I am a complete glutton. But notice these haven't changed in months. I got this one January 3rd. Why? Because I watch instantly. Yeah, so we went there. We went to one DVD I subscription because we just stream all the time. Yeah, I should. And actually, they have now one that's seven ninety nine. That's a, a no no DVD subscription. But yeah. you could try it. Look, get a DVD. It's like having one because yeah. you know it you gives you the know. full catalog. Yeah, well, that's true. That's true. No, I know, we should be honest and say not everything is on uh, streaming, but so many things are. You never feel like, oh wow, I wish there were something to watch. It's like having a video store in your house. Remember video stores? Yeah. 
used to be able to go and they would have like cassettes. Those are those. Are those they're called something else now. Um, for lease. For lease. I think. I see <laughs> I that. I think the one down the street's see, called see for lease. Yeah. I see that sign on them a lot. <laughs> for sale. Yeah. Vacant. <laughs> this is it. That's why. Because of this. Yeah. Try it free. Netflix.com slash twit. Let's pick something. Uh, I like Louis C.K. I haven't seen this one chewed up. He is one of the funniest comics I've ever heard. See, these are the ones. Oh, I should, you know. see, I don't know Louis C.K. Oh, yeah, yeah, he's great. But see, now you can know him. But uh, yeah, I can easily just go oh, on my funny. iPad and watch it. Yep. Gangs of New York. I like uh, history. Yeah. Wasn't Gangs that a great, movie? a great movie? Uh, there were in, issues with it, but it was so well done. You know, done. I ended up buying the book. About it. I ended up buying the book on yeah. Five Corners because I was so I loved the history. And when the, when a movie brings history to life like that, it's fantastic. Well, that's the thing. A lot of people criticized the movie because it glossed over some of the history, but it brought it to life so much that so many people got interested in <laughs> yes. it. Yes, I read the books. Um, and also movies like documentaries that you're not going to see in theaters. Uh, before the Academy Awards, I often will go and look at all the documentaries. Netflix is great. Yeah. I just love it. Netflix.com slash twit. Give it a try. Okay? Please. Now, Eileen's not here. Oh, she's, she's down at Google, Google I.O. Yeah. I was going to ask her who's coming up. Do we, we have know? a doc. Who? Uh, no, I know Twert is coming up next. But I no, meant on, on triangulation. triangulation. Next time. Like Kirk Harnack wants to get in here and do his show. I'm sorry, Kirk. We apologize. This week at Radio Tech. You can always no, nothing in the show. dock. We There's do our show done. Wednesdays, 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Live.twit.tv. I'm out of town next Tom. week, so there won't be a, won't be a triangulation next week. Oh yeah, because it would that would be uh, a, be a parallel triangulation. It wouldn't be good. Non-intersecting lines. No, we'd get yeah. We well, that's oftentimes my shows are <laughs> in fact lines that go into into a. But we uh, yeah yeah we'd, yeah. We've got John Perry Barlow, Jay Adelson, Gary Vaynerchuk, and Waz all in the in the hopper that we've already done. To that we haven't the, released? Put, to put in the podcast feed, yeah. What? I think some of those have already how, been released, how could but that those be? are noted as banked. So, Oh, my God. Some of the shows, well, we, we didn't make a podcast out of it right away. Yeah, exactly. So some of our best stuff is on the cutting room floor, but we're going to put it out. We're going to like have an encore presentation or something like that. Yeah. Hey, thanks for joining us. We'll see you next week. No, we won't. You're going to be in, see, where are you going? Ago, Montreal. Oh, that's right. You actually get a vacation. They eat poutine. It's good stuff. We'll see you next week. Triangulation. Not next week. Two weeks. Two weeks from now. Sometime. We'll see you later.